When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you've got reading goals for the new year, it's time to check out TBR, Book Riot's subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes. With TBR, you tell our professional book nerds, we call them bibliologists, about your likes and dislikes, whether you want comfort or stretch reads, and of course, what your reading goals are for 2022. And then you sit back while they comb through your Goodreads account, if you have one, and handpick recommendations and must-reads for you. TBR offers plans to receive three hardcover books in the mail or three recommendations by email, so there's an option for every budget. And the recommendation-only level is available worldwide, no matter where you are listening to this. After each order, give your bibliologist feedback, update your requests to stay in line with your 2022 reading goals and expanding horizons, and basically have your own personal book concierge. Visit mytbr.co to sign up today. It only takes a few minutes. That's mytbr.co. Hello, 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 and welcome back to When in Romance. We missed you. I am Jess. And I am Trisha. And we did miss you. Happy 2022, Jess. Happy 2022. And yes, this is episode 97. Woo! We're getting closer. And we're recording on Thursday, January 6th, 2022. I'm so impressed you got the year right. (laughs) I guess like this at this point it's still easy. Like next episode, we'll see. Yeah. Oh we'll see yeah. If we revert it back. Yeah, I always start out pretty well, and then like I was putting another book into my reading log and definitely typed 2021. I mean that happens. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. And speaking of 2022, we are very excited to launch a new year with all of you, and we're very excited to launch a new When in Romance book club year with you. Uh, Last year, we did the book club pretty much quarterly. It seemed like that was a good fit. And Jess and I are happy to poke around and um, pick some books that we're really excited about and that we think you might like. But if any of you have books that you are excited about and you would like for us to consider... That would be great. We did already get a request that we consider a polyamorous romance this year. So we will be poking around for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if other folks have suggestions, requests, thoughts, don't hesitate to share. You can reach us at whenandromance at bookriot.com. Yep. We look forward to hearing from you and picking and announcing those four books that we will be reading actually quarterly, because I think we started a little late last year. But, you know. Whatever. We made up for it in the end. (laughs) We We got there. We got there. I'm counting our quarterly book club as like a bookish accomplishment of 2021. So mm-hmm. so I'm just going to say good job to all of us. Good job to all of us. Absolutely right. And uh, we do have a little bit of follow-up from our recommendation episodes, huh, Jess? Absolutely. So this goes out specifically for Casey, but also anyone else who might be interested Casey asked about solar punk romance, and they did mention that they were going to ask uh, SFF for 
general solar punk, but after some detailed research into solar punk, the meaning of solar punk, Trisha and I both had a little head scratching. But I started reading a book by an author friend of mine, like we've known each other since like I entered book world. And he wrote a book called Red Dot. And it is a futuristic romance that I have only gotten a little bit into, so I can't tell you everything about it, but it kind of feels like it could work for that solar punkish feeling. And I asked him about it. His name is Mike Carpa. And um, he said it could fit, maybe, because solar punk is kind of squishy. So, <laughs> Casey, if you do try it, let me know if you think it qualifies. And if anybody else does, tell me what you think. That was Red Dot two words by Mike Carpa, Carpa with a K. Yeah, and we'll make sure that that title is in the show notes. One other quick follow up there, we did get a request for books related to environmental themes, sort of social, you know, issues generally, but specifically environmental. We had some environmental and then it just so happens that over the holidays, I was reading a book by an author we talk a lot about, uh, <laughs> The Lights on Knockbridge Lane by Roan Parrish, actually has an environmental tilt. One of the main characters in that book, which side note was just lovely in general, so lovely, is very concerned about electricity use and is pursuing different mechanisms in the basement of his home to deal with, I want to say like algae. There's like a lot of, I, I'm, I'm not going to say anything more about it because I'm sure I will get the science wrong and do a grave injustice to all of the research that Roan Parrish, I'm sure, did for the book. Uh, it is sort of a holiday read. It's like a very hallmarky kind of movie. Mm -hmm. So if you're a person that can read those any time of year and you're excited about it, feel free to jump into it now. If you are a person that would rather read that more around the Christmas season, bookmark it for December of 2022. Yes. And we got one other rec from Lindsay, who knew that we were looking, we had someone who was looking for closed door, hallmark-ish uh, holiday romance. And this is a quote uh, that we got from Lindsay. For Hallmark-worthy closed-door holiday romance, I just read, or I'm not quoting her exactly right now, I just read the one that was fantastic. The Matzo Ball by Jean Meltzer is a Hanukkah romance about a closeted Christmas romance author and her summer camp arch nemesis. It was delightful. And although there's all sorts of romantic tension, they never get past kissing on the page. So it'd be great for your listeners that want a quote-unquote clean holiday romance. It's also so addictive. I inhaled this one. So if you are looking for a you know, free of sex, low steam holiday romance again, either for now or for later in the year. Huge thanks to Lindsay for sending in the matzo ball by Jean Meltzer. Absolutely. All right. It is a new year, Jess. It is indeed. Uh, it's time for some bookish resolutions, but I need to think about whether or not I'm willing to commit to mine for a minute. So I'm going <laughs> to let you do a to an ad first. Oh, right. Many thanks go to Amazon Publishing and The Paid Bridesmaid for sponsoring this episode. Rachel Vinson is a bridesmaid for hire, and her latest gig for an Instagram influencer could be great for her business. Best man and high-tech entrepreneur Camden Lewis must know. Who is this gorgeous and mysterious woman? Is she a corporate spy out to tank his company? If she's a spy, she's the cutest one he's ever seen. As the week's worth of wedding events unfold, Rachel and Camden start to fall for each other. But Rachel has a rule. She never mixes business with romance. Is Camden a risk worth taking? 
Read The Paid Bridesmaid by Soraya Wilson to find out. All right. January 6th, 2022. Mm -hmm. I feel like we didn't even bother with resolutions last year because we were just like, listen, everyone's just doing their best. (laughs) And I don't even remember what we've resolved to do. Unlike some shows, I listen to Pop Culture Happy Hour and they always like replay their resolutions from the previous year to see how they did. Our show is a little gentler than that, a little kinder, a little I would say. Kinder, yeah. To the humanity of 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 the uh, hosts involved. So we're not going to do that. We're going to assume that we've always been unceasingly successful mm-hmm. in our resolution setting and uh, and start fresh in in January. How do you are you a resolutions person, Jess? I'm kind of a it would be great to hit these goals kind of person. I feel like mm-hmm. I did have some like real goals that I set last year, but I think I didn't set them until the fall. It's like, I'm good. I saw a blog post to a blogger that I, whose work I subscribed to, who was doing like spring cleaning starting in September. And I was like, this is a great format. I think I'm going to try this. And I set some goals then. And I don't remember if I've met any of them, but I figure any time of year is great to set goals, but new year, New thoughts, new ideas, new, like, come to Jesus moments. So why not New Year's resolutions? (laughs) Yeah. Do you set them outside of, like, the bookish world? It it varies. Sometimes I'm like, there are definitely things in life life that I need to take care of. But so much of life life is book life still. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I because my birthday is mid-January, I sort of like stretch out the new year mm. reflections because I'm starting both like a new calendar year and also like a new year on Earth. Mm-hmm. That sounds weird, but I'm assuming you know what I mean. Totally. Yeah, and so I kind of like give myself until, you know, around my birthday to, to decide whether I'm going to resolve anything and where to go and how to start. I will say for the first time ever last year, I successfully completed – a New Year's resolution, I resolved on the first day of the year, which was a Friday, that I would drink uh, some kind of champagne or sparkling wine every Friday for the rest of the year. And I did from the first day of the year to the last day of the year. The idea was sort of that I would, you know, sort of celebrate something from the week because it was, you know, it had been a very rough December Mm -hmm. right before. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try to find what is worth celebrating. I'm going to be honest, sometimes I was just celebrating that the week was over because- fair. I think we all had those weeks in 2021. But uh, yeah, for the first time. So now I'm kind of like newly energized to try to resolution something. Resolution it up. I like it. Do you have bookish resolutions that you were thinking of? You know, it's something that has been building up probably for years now. And it really came to a head yesterday, actually, when I found myself online searching for a new book cart because the one that I have doesn't hold large paperbacks well. And I'm sitting here thinking, why am I going to spend $300 on a library grade book cart when I can just make space on my bookshelf to organize my book clubs and other like organized book section that I need, which is what I use the book cart for. Ooh, interesting. It's like, why am I building up this thing to add more clutter? And the reason that I say add more clutter is because I have, I'm going to estimate over a hundred books in piles by genre and age group on my floor because there's no space on my shelves. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. And I've realized 
that there are so many books in this room that I am never going to read. I have not given a second thought to them in years, and I need to make space for the new. So this is this is not just organization. This is also like a purging yes. of books. Ooh. I will thank them for bringing me joy and <laughs> offer them to the universe. <laughs> I like it. How will so? I part of the reason I'm asking is that selfishly, I have sort of a similar. I, now, I, now that you say that, I'm going to call it a resolution. <laughs> the reality is that it's a reality mm-hmm. um, that I have to move in a few months. Uh, I'll be traveling cross country, and I'm uh, learning and realizing that the fewer things that I have to move cross country, the less expensive it will be. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm trying to do a, a sort of a book purge as well. So this is a selfish question, but I'm probably not the only one wondering, will you, is this like a goodwill? Is it a giveaway? Is it a recycling books? I know that's blasphemy for a lot of people. Are you going to sell them? Do you have an idea for how you're going to get rid of them? It's probably going to be a combination. Like I have a really good relationship with the local chain of used bookstores that offer trade, but that also means that I have a lot of trade already. And yeah. I should probably not build up another several hundred dollars in trade. Um, Mm -hmm. But also, I have a lot of advanced reader copies that I prefer not to to try to sell, even though apparently there are wishy-washy rules for that. I have books that I've bought from the Friends of the Library sale that still have labels and stuff on them. So there's like such a combination of stuff that it's probably going to go to different places. I also have an indoor use little free library that I acquired from a friend that I'm going to try to weatherproof and put outside. And so maybe some of the stuff that I've been piling up separately to go to that project will actually go to that project this year if I ever actually manage to remember to do that. Interesting. I also, one of the other things that I've been thinking about is I've been thinking about getting rid of books and then other things as well is that I have actually started like a small-ish savings account that I'm thinking of as a replacement account for Mm -hmm. anything that I get rid of and then realize in six months, oh my gosh, I actually really needed and wanted that, Mm -hmm. right? So if there's a book that that I've had for six years and haven't read, and then in October, I'm like, oh no, I desperately need this, you know, Tiffany Reese book that I've never read Mm -hmm. uh, and that I got rid of, then I will have, you know, $5 in my account to be able to replace it. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And this all started, I had the feeling earlier that I wasn't going to be able to do a giant purge. So I started slowly adding books to Pango Books. It's an app where you can post your own books and, you know, you you take a picture, you scan the barcode, uh, tell people how much you want, people buy it, they send you a a thing that you print out and put on a a label. That's it. Um, Oh, yeah. A shipping label. Sure. Yeah. And you send it to the person and Pango Books gives you the money. So I have yet to sell anything because I've only posted like 15 books on it. But maybe I'll also do a little bit of that, too. And then, of course, I have plenty of friends who read in every category that I read in. So I'll be I'll probably start there with like, hey, do you want any of the books on this five foot bookcase? Please. Good call. Come go shop. Come shop in my... (laughs) I like it. Um, Yeah, no, that's a great idea. All right. Uh, I think we should keep each other posted on how our progress goes. Yes, definitely. All right. And if, if folks have suggestions 
considering that this is a thing that Jess is planning to do and a thing that I'm realizing I have to do, uh, feel free to send them our way. Yes. I'd love to hear how your how your uh, projects have been successful. Indeed. Uh, speaking of projects that have not been successful <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum, uh, one of the things that I was thinking about when I was thinking about bookish resolutions is the fact that mine often don't go great. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of the ones that I have made regularly that I have not always been successful with are, first of all, doing more reviews on sites like Goodreads or Amazon so that you know, that I think that I genuinely do believe that those help both readers and authors. And so I always intend to do them. Mm-hmm. And I have not been. Another thing that I always try to do that I have not been historically successful at is kind of reading outside of my typical subgenres of romance, you know, reading mm-hmm. more fantasy or reading more. Yeah, it's mostly fantasy, to be honest. <laughs> but, you know, uh, but I can do better. I will get better. But I'm kind of thinking about approaching those kinds of things a little bit differently this year. Mm-hmm. I found in one of the Book Riot emails that came out earlier this week, there was a, a list of tools that might have even been explicitly to keep a resolution or for the new year or something. I'll find the post and I'll link to it in the in the show notes. But one of the things that was in it was a printable book log. Or oh, book- yeah reading log from Etsy. It was like 650 to get kind of the the printable list. And I know that for some people, like, that is not a good use of paper or whatever, like people have different feelings about that. But I genuinely think that I am such a pen and paper person that if I don't have something that I can both write down and write some notes on, mm-hmm. that just keeping a list of titles, is which is, which is what I've done in recent years, is not as helpful. Because then, you know, we're getting to the end of the year, people are asking, what did you read? What was your favorite? What did you like about it? Or, you know, when we're writing up our favorite books of the year or of the quarter or whatever, I'm often like having to spend half an hour going back through the book and thinking like, oh, yeah, this was really interesting character choice. And this was really interesting plot setting. And, you know, so having a little bit more of an intentional plan, I think will allow me to kind of, first of all, be able to do reviews much more quickly, Mm -hmm. you know, even if I just do a set of like, 10 at a time once a month. But also, I think it will help me to see what kinds of books I'm reading and where I might need to, or even just want to consider expanding horizons a little bit. So I'm hoping to do a better, I do, like I said, I track titles, I track authors, and I usually track the date I finished it. But I would like to do a little bit more detail. And Book Riot has a really fantastic reading log that you can use to track a lot of those things. I'm just looking for something that has a little bit more of a freeform note option Mm -hmm. and something that I can actually write in pen on or pencil or something, you know, like I won't always go to my computer and open up the Excel log, but I can find the paper around for for whatever. I mean, everybody's different, but that tends to be what works for me. Yeah, that is a great plan. I love that plan. I I am actually much better at keeping my reading log spreadsheet than almost anything else, like, I'll realize that I hadn't updated Goodreads in like a month and a half, but everything is perfectly exact mm-hmm. on my spreadsheet. But that oh, interesting, that idea of being able to write stuff down is a really good one. And um, I actually I started a notebook this year, very specifically for keeping track of like, the book club stuff that I was organizing particularly because my other bookish goal or resolution of this year is to actually maybe finish read harder. Ooh. And that 
I all that is always a goal. Like I always want to finish Read Harder and I never quite make it. But this year I particularly have to do my absolute best to do so because Oh yeah, you do. Because Trisha knows what I'm talking about, but for those of you listening, I have picked up a new book riot gig. Not to take away from this one, you will still hear my voice every two weeks. Thank goodness. But I have joined Nasura Javed on the Read Harder podcast, which is actually a podcast that is only available to members of Book Riot Insiders. So if you are already an insider, then you will have access to the Read Harder podcast relatively soon. Um, and if you aren't, I would definitely check it out. And I think that I think you get like a week free before you have to subscribe and you can see what kind of goodies that you can get besides the Read Harder podcast as a member. But yeah, so I've been I've I've already started. We've already recorded an episode and I'm Ooh. I'm trying to plot that out but also with the handwriting thing, I've added that to a notebook so that I can include some thoughts for each book that I do for each of the tasks so that I'm not just trying to figure out what to say about it <laughs> when it's time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Fair. See, well, I will, uh, when I've, what, this is going to be so helpful uh, to everyone. I'm going to link to the post that has the reading log in it. I will link to the Read Harder Challenge, and I will link to Book Riot Insiders for anyone who wants to potentially hear Jess on a second podcast, as long as they promise to continue to also listen to this one. <laughs> yes, please continue to listen to this one. That's the rule. <laughs> That's the rule. It's funny, too, that you mentioned the Read Harder podcast, because my sort of, like, stretch goal stretch resolution because i honestly try to give myself enough grace to kind of fail at any of my resolutions Absolutely. that just don't work out you yeah. know yeah i think all of us could do that you know if you are the person who is making resolutions you are probably a person that holds yourself to a fairly high standard and it's okay if it if it just doesn't work out mm -hmm. life has been quite something for all of us for the last two years, <laughs> two years. um and for a lot of us even longer so so anyway, I, I say all of that to say it is entirely possible that I won't make it. But one of the resolutions that I've kind of been tossing around too is not actually completing the full Read Harder Challenge um, that has a variety of different, you know, one that came out recently in the newsletter was uh, read a book that's set in a bookstore or something like that. And mm -hmm. a lot of them could actually tie into romance. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the things that I've been thinking about is as a way to sort of stretch a little bit of my romance reading, taking a look at that Read Harder list and seeing, well, there are probably one million romances that take place in a bookstore. So I could read one of those. Mm -hmm. So given that uh, all you have to do actually for the Read Harder newsletter is sign up. It is free. And if you sign up late, like I did, you will still have access to the... To be fair, I signed up before the first of the year. <laughs> I just didn't realize that they had started putting the emails out like three months ago or something. So I, I started on like, I think they're at number four now. So anyway, all of that to say, um, I will, when I link to the, the Read Harder challenge, if you sign up for the newsletter there, you will get book recommendations there in addition to from Jess's podcast mm -hmm. to to get some ideas. And I am hoping to kind of take a, a romance tilt on some of those as a way to stretch a little bit too. We'll see how it goes. I believe in you. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I've ever needed. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted. 
Any other resolutions, Jess, or does that feel like enough? <laughs> I feel like plenty. I feel like that's that's probably enough because I have to like do everything else that is not a New yeah. Year's resolution. And mm-hmm. that in itself is probably enough. But you know, I think that's what always happens, right? Is that we all make our resolutions and what is for many people kind of a, a lower key or even kind of like a dead zone between Christmas and New Year's, which even if you don't celebrate Christmas, oftentimes things just are generally a little slower and you have all this ambition of like, oh, I can do all of these things because I have so much time. And then you go back to like real life. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, what was I thinking? Right. That was a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. Well, I wish us both well. I think we're going to succeed. I believe you. And I think that we are. I'm not going to define what what success is. (laughs) To be clear, I'm just going to vaguely say, I think we're going to succeed. As long as we don't go into 2023 disappointed in ourselves, we have succeeded. Indeed. I like our odds. (laughs) All right, before we talk about some other things that we are excited about for the year, let me tell you a little bit about Serendipity, 10 Romantic Tropes Transformed. Love is in the Air in Serendipity, a collection of stories inspired by romantic tropes and edited by number one New York Times bestselling author Marissa Meyer. Contributors include Elise Bryant, Elizabeth Yulberg, Leah Johnson, Anna Marie McLemore, Marissa Meyer, obviously, Sandhya Menon, Julie Murphy, Caleb Roaring, Sarah Winifred Searle, and Abigail Hing Wen. As mentioned, the collection was edited by number one New York Times bestselling author Melissa Mayer. It includes stories by 10 of the brightest YA authors writing today, who we mentioned before. The authors take on some of your favorite romantic tropes, embracing them and turning them on their heads. From stories of first love, unrequited love, love that surprises, love that's been there all along, and many more. It is the perfect book for YA and rom-com fans, and you can find it, buy it for yourself, or give it as a gift. So once again, please check out Serendipity, 10 Romantic Tropes Transformed. All right, Jess. All right, Trisha. We got books coming out this year, is my understanding. So many books. Like, there are a lot of books. And so, so many, in fact, that we like... We're not even talking about a full year of books right now. (laughs) No. We're talking about like, theoretically, we're talking about six months worth of books. I think I'm talking about three months worth of books. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. One of them is May. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. I, but yeah, it's one of the fun things about a new year is that there is a whole new slate of sometimes an overwhelming slate of books. Uh, and so we thought it'd be fun to talk about some of the ones we're, we're, we're jazzed about. Yes. And uh, overwhelming is right. Like this, this year, this, this is one of the reasons that I can never get rid of Goodreads, right? Because I, I go to my want to read and I just start scrolling and there's just like this gorgeous, gorgeous collection of what I am anticipating this year. And then I have to narrow it down when Trisha tells me that I can only pick three. I mean, in fairness, uh, you wanted eight. That, okay. And that was, th- that was four hours ago. So I don't even know what you would have come up with if I hadn't said, you know, <laughs> we do have a reputation for going a little long. Just a touch. Maybe we start with three and see how it goes. Yeah, I I think we can do that. Also, we don't want to overwhelm all of the listeners who probably have other books that they're also excited about. Yes, I'm sure you all do. And I'd love to hear about them. But we get to go first. But for now, it's (laughs) Jess's turn. (laughs) Well. All right, what do you got? 
The first book that I am excited for is Love and Other Disasters by Anita Kelly. I actually already have my copy of this book and just keep missing my chance to start reading it. It comes out for most people, I want to say next week, but it was a book of the month book this month, so we got it a little bit early. Oh, fun. And it is technically Anita's debut novel, but they have written a few novellas. The two that are out um, are part of a group of folks who like to go to the same karaoke bar. This one, I don't know if it's in the same universe, but these folks are not karaoke people. They are food people. So this is one of those much-loved reality television food competition books. And it features a non-binary character who comes out as non-binary on this show, and also a competitor that they find themselves infatuated with. So I am super excited for that. You, You might know if you've figured it out, from stuff that I've said here and also written on the site that I really love reality TV books, which is hilarious because I don't watch a whole lot of reality television. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did finally get into uh, The Great British Baking Show, like, this year or last year, because it's 2022 now. But mm-hmm. it's not something that I watch a whole lot of. So I don't know how I got into all of these reality television books, but they always make me happy. <laughs> but here you are. Here I am. So that's Love and Other Disasters by Anita Kelly. Uh, it's funny that you mention reality TV show books, because it's not usually my catnip either, although I am currently reading Battle Royal by Lucy Parker and enjoying it. And actually, I'm going to reorder the books I'm excited about for this year because one of them is also a, I think, going to be delightful reality TV book. And that is Devon and Chris Plan a Wedding. It's by Chintia C. Higgins. It is coming out also in January, the 25th of this month. It is. It seems to be about, I have not read it yet, I do have a copy, uh, two people who, if they can convince their friends and family that they are getting married, then they will win $10,000. So I believe it's two friends, Chris and Devon, hence the name, Devon and Chris plan a wedding, <laughs> um, who both have their own reasons. Chris is an influencer, and so she is trying to, as the synopsis says, elevate her brand. Devon, as it turns out, kind of never got around to coming out to her mom. And so she figures, this is the way to do it. Big, splashy reality TV wedding. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of like a fake relationship turns into probably lifelong love, as we know, happens mm-hmm. in the romance genre. And it just seems like I, another thing that I am not always a huge fan of is books in which weddings take place, because I think they can get a little bit silly. But for whatever reason, I'm just here for this one. It, like the the cover is gorgeous. It's this like rainbow cake and Devon and Chris are standing on top of it. It just seems like it will be really full of joy, mm-hmm. which is a thing that I'm very, very excited about. So uh, that's Devon and Chris Plan a Wedding. Once again, it's by Chintia C. Higgins, who has written several books, I think, and I just have never come across her writing, uh, which I think is is probably a shortcoming of mine. So I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, I too am excited about that one. I have read a couple of Chintia's, um self-published, mostly novellas, 
very sweet, very sexy. But I am very much looking forward to this one. It's on the Karina Adores line. So I know, I know it'll be good. I love them. That's yeah, like that's the thing at this point. Like Karina Adores. I know it'll be good. I'm just now I'm just repeating everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> we have we've gotten to the point in our four years of podcasting where I just echo everything Jess says because it is so wise. Uh. I do what I can. I hope that I hope that I'm wise. <laughs> so another book that I am very much anticipating, in part because it's just it's it's that book that we've all been waiting for. Well, some of us, and it's a book that keeps getting pushed back. <laughs> is Never Cross a Highlander by Lisa Rain? Lisa did the cover reveal for this book in I want to say late February of last year and it was supposed to come out in December and then it got moved to April and now I think it might be coming out in May but yeah, Goodreads says May 24th uh, so Never Cross a Highlander is a book by a black woman that features a black Highlander on the cover and honestly I don't know very much about it besides that and the fact that the brief description Referenced Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is one of my favorite action romantic comedies of all time. Um, so I have no idea what it'll be like, but I know it'll be great. So that's my very quick and dirty, never cross a Highlander excitement squee, because I don't know anything about it. And I don't know anything about Lisa Rain, but I just know in my heart that I will love this book. I will also say, because I did pop over onto Goodreads to, to check the expected publication date, because I'm going to try to put those in the show notes too, one of the first comments that someone has on it is, I'm sorry, but that cover, rude for it to be that good looking. <laughs> and I kind of feel like Wanda is correct. And that is basically all you need to know about that. Really? Another one that I am excited about that I, I don't, I like you, Jess, I don't know a ton about this one, but I know the author well and I know the series well. I have talked about Sonali Dev uh, probably as much, if not more than any other author that we've talked about on the podcast. <laughs> the fourth book, and I believe the final book in her Rajay series, The Emma Project, is coming out this spring. Uh, it is also in May. And I, I love these books. I love this series, the sort of series that... Uh, Sonali did before this was the books were very, very loosely tied together. There was not a lot of connection. You could read any of them independently. And I think you could read these books, this the Raja series independently as well. But there is a lot more payoff for just sort of, they're kind of this like sprawling, soapy, like familial drama kind of series. They're all also retellings of Jane Austen books. So The Emma Project is a gender-swapped retelling of Emma, and it features the rarely seen in the other three books, youngest brother of the Rajai family, who, is, and, and actually it features a uh, character from the most recent book, the one that just came out this, I was going to say this year, nope, <laughs> this last year, In Sense and Sensibility, one of the main characters is involved in a very long, like decade long fake relationship and ends up leaving that fake relationship in part to be with the other main character in In Sense and Sensibility. And so that character kind of is coming back around into this and uh, she basically wants nothing to do with the Rajay family except 
she may be falling in love with the brother of the guy that she was with. So like, it's just, I haven't, I haven't read it yet, but it does promise kind of the same soapiness and the same drama. And uh, yeah, Sonali Dev just does this incredible job of like ripping your heart out and then maybe sort of putting it back together in like the most satisfying way. Um, And I was not in a great place last year to read Incense and Sensibility when I read it. And so it actually took me a few tries to get through it. But I'm further along in my own personal drama at this point. So I am so excited to just get the payoff of I love reading the last book in a series. Like I hate it because then the series is over. Mm -hmm. But I love that payoff of like, seeing what a whole family full of people looks like when like everyone starts to get happy and be in their happy ever after and then they start pressuring everyone else around them to also be in their happy ever after Mm -hmm. so i'm very excited about the emma project be ready to probably hear more about it over the course of the year (laughs) oh yeah i look forward to it i am happy that you're excited about it and um i guess glad that the series is wrapping up because i haven't read one since Pride, Prejudice, and Other Flavors. And I really need to get on that because I love Sonali Dave. And <laughs> Yeah. And this is one, like, I love all of her books. I do feel like this series has kind of gotten stronger as it's gone on. Oh, see? Okay. There's that plan. Mm-hmm. I'm staring at mm-hmm. my copy of Incense and Sensibility. So. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't want to tell you what to do, but also if I was going to tell you what to do, it'd be read the series. I, I, I got it. I'm on it. I promise. <laughs> well, there are other books too. Yeah. Such as. Such. What do you got? Okay. So the last book that I'm excited for, for the first half of the year that I'm going to talk about, obviously, I I'm excited say, for a lot more, yeah. <laughs> um, is You've Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Akweke Mezi. So Akweke Mezi is a name that is probably familiar in the general book world, but not quite so much a romance name. Um, and that's because Akweke Mezi has never written a romance before. They've written, I want to say, four or five books before this one, and each one has been in a different genre. And I read my first Mezi book this this past year. I'm going to keep saying this year. I'm so sorry. Um, this past <laughs> year. And I listened to the audiobook of Dear Centron, which is their um, memoir, and just decided that I was going to read everything else they ever wrote ever in the history of or future of the world, um, because it was just that good. And I am really looking forward to seeing how they approach romance. So this book, which is a line from a song that I I don't know, but I remember when it was announced, a lot of people were like, wait, you can do that? You can just take an actual lyric from a song and make it the title of your book? I guess so. (laughs) It's about a person. I don't know their gender identity, but maybe... The person that uses she, her pronouns. (laughs) Um, And she loses the love of her life and sort of, you know, has a whole life-changing experience like that. But as we meet her, she is getting into dating again, meets someone, and then, of course, there's potentially drama and there's also, you know, at least her, maybe both people figuring their stuff out. And you all know how much I love the figure stuff out element of 
a romance and all of the character development involved. So even though I don't know a whole lot about the story, even though the description's pretty, pretty chunky, and I know that Akoyaki Maisie has approached some really dark topics in their previous books. I'm really looking forward to this one. And it might be one of those that it's like, it's presented as a romance, but doesn't really offer the same kind of feeling that romance readers are looking for. But I don't care. (laughs) Hooray! Hooray! All right, I'm going to give you one more that's a little outside of the box, and that is because it is a nonfiction book. Uh, You may be familiar with it, Jess. It's a book called Black Love Matters. It was edited by, uh, let me check, it was uh, Jessica P. Pride. Name sounds familiar. I'm not sure why. Uh, Obviously, I'm joking. Um, I am very, very excited about this book. It is the last one I want to talk about, but uh, in case you haven't heard, it was edited by our own When in Romance, Jessica Pride. And I am I'm so excited about this book. I'm so glad that you took it on, Jess. You have such an incredible roster of contributors, people that we talk about on the show all the time, mm-hmm. Piper Hughley. And am I wrong? Is Beverly Jenkins in this book? She is indeed. Yeah, Christina C. Jones. I had to hit the more button. I was like, there's all these folks. Some of our um, Book Riot friends are, are on here. Uh, Jasmine Guillory is in here. I, I'm just really excited because, first of all, there are some very, very good nonfiction romance books. We've talked a little bit about them in, in past episodes of the podcast, although not recently. But there are not a lot. It's, I think, a, a really underserved discussion. And so I'm so grateful that you took on not just this topic, but also the lens of Black love and, and Black love stories and Black joy being represented in romance. It is We are not far removed from it being essentially entirely ignored, except for maybe two authors, and a large part of the population still is ignoring it. And I think it's important for all of us to be not even reminded, but just kind of exposed to the perspective of different kinds of readers and um, different kinds of writers and and really just uh, getting a better understanding of what Black romance means and what Black love means and what these stories mean to all of us, not just Black readers. And so uh, I'm very, very excited. Uh, I've started reading some of the essays in this. I'm delighted by them so far. Um, and they're just really thoughtful. And I, uh, yeah, I'm so anyway, I'm excited for everybody to have access to this book, which is coming out February 1st, 2022. Feel free to pre-order it now. I have a feeling that if you enjoy this podcast, you will enjoy this book. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm super, super excited for it. And huge congratulations to you for, for getting this done. Thank you. Thank you. I am basking in your excitement because... Uh, Everybody tell Jess how excited you are. She'll bask. I will bask. Be, it's still unreal. A winter of basking. But... Well, and I, I mean, gosh, bask. when did you even start? Like, I feel like, when did you pitch this book? I initially pitched the concept in... Oh, 20 either late 2018 or early 2019. So yeah, so it's been since we've been doing this podcast, but also like that's that's 3 years. Yeah. That's um it doesn't happen fast and it doesn't happen without a lot of of work, but I think as you start reading and experiencing this book, you'll be able to read how much intentionality and thought and love and energy went into it. So anyway, that's uh Black Love Matters, real talk on romance being seen and happily ever afters, edited by Jessica Pride. 
And I will link to that, too, so that you can pre-order it and that you can admire all of the many wonderful contributors uh, that you will have to look forward to. Thank you. Oh, of course. Thank you. (laughs) And since uh, we promised to limit ourselves to three each, that will be this edition of Books We Are Excited About for the year. And I think that brings us to the end of episode 97. Yes, it does. Episode 97. (laughs) We're getting so close. Yeah, we're we're making some plans for episode 100. Be excited, everybody. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, huge thanks as always to our wonderful audio editor, Jen Sink. Please do rate and review the podcast. That could be your 2022 resolution. Rate and review when in romance. You can have it done in just a a few short minutes. And do let us know. Let us know what you've been reading about. Let us know what your bookish resolutions are, what books you're excited about. And if you have any book club, book recommendations, or thoughts for 2022, as always, you can reach us at whenandromance at bookriot.com or on individual social media. I'm best found at, uh, on Instagram at Trisha Haleybra. And you can find me on Twitter at Jess's Reading, all one word, or on Instagram at Jess underscore is underscore reading. So happy 2022 to everybody. Thanks for, thanks for coming back for another year. Absolutely. Happy 2022. Happy resolutioning and happy reading. <laughs>